If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. It's hard when people that you thought were your friends start to look at you different because you're growing. Yeah. And that for me has been the biggest challenge, but I've learned to be uncomfortable this message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the vibe? There's some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them, yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Alejandro. Happy Thanksgiving. It's giving thanks. It's giving thanks. It's giving gratitude. It's giving full moon. We just. Left a full moon yesterday. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be far after. But Oh, wait. So tell us what that means again. Well, the full moon is in Gemini. Uh, so <gasps> it's an interesting time of kind of like any full moon, a good time to release, a good time to like, well, for this in particular one, I've heard that it's useful to really pay attention to how we use our words and how we use specificity to be able to articulate what we want and where we want to go and how we want to do it. Um, and also being comfortable with releasing that which may not serve our highest power. And mm. I think it's, you know, a really timely phase in this point of the year, you know, we're, we're entering the last month and, you know, we just came out of Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of gratitude, but then, you know, I feel like we're tying up loose ends at this point. So now it's just a really good time to focus and be clear on what we need to accomplish within these next few weeks before 2024 hits. With- and when you say like using our words to be more specific, I always like am curious about people's like manifestation processes with this. So like, do you mean like saying out loud what you're lo- looking for, saying it to your friends, all of the above? Like, what does it look like when we're talking about these types of um, specificity within our words of manifestations? Well, for me, I don't generally like to, like, unless we 
are talking about manifesting and what we want to manifest and then yeah i'll well i'll be open about it but i'm not about to like come to a conversation and be like this is what i'm manifesting today that is like my first talking point um but as far as being specific with our words um i noticed in the past if i wanted to achieve a goal then you know i'll just blurt out like oh i want to do this by or you know i, I want to do this and then without a timeline without a specific like goal in mind or whatever and now i think what I've learned is the importance of, you know, attaching a timeline, uh, um, asserting a specific amount if there's some sort of like quantity associated associated with a goal or manifestation, and I, I think in that 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 specificity is really important because, you know, the universe has a funny way of giving us what we want at moments where it kind of like throws us off guard, and then we look back and it's like, oh wait, this is exactly what I asked for. But then also in looking back, there have been times where I'm like, oh, but I should have said this. I should have said X, Y, Z. And that's where I, or that's why I mentioned the specificity, which can be super, super useful. Yeah. I got to say, Alejandro, in this episode, I was really reflecting on the fact that like we met, gosh, almost what, like seven or eight years ago like now. Seven, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> seven or eight years ago now. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it was just like a real full circle moment for me to think about like, wow, you hired me as your intern when I was right out of college, right? And now both of us are no longer working at that company. And it feels like something so much of the past, right? But it's amazing to me that like, you're still in my life, that you're now doing runway shows, you're acting in a million different projects, you're designing costumes. You even um, just said that you're about to embark on your first feature film endeavor, plus your publishing company, you know? It was just really nice, I think, in this episode to just see how much our relationship has changed, but also like how much you've grown, all of the creativity that you've taken on. And I'm just really happy for you. I'm really happy for you and proud of you too. My goodness, you are constantly handling so many different things at the same time. I mean, to be in grad school, to be moving into your first feature film starting tomorrow, and it's December. It's like, you know, usually December is like a time of like, okay, let's calm down. Let's like finish things. Da, da, da. But you're like jumping head into this amazing experience. And, you know, it's, I'm so, so grateful that we have been part of each other's lives in such positive and productive ways where it's like, you know, you've seen me at really emotional points in my life. And I just cannot thank you enough for being such a strong backbone of support. And, like I said, just I, I admire you so much for your consistent delivery of excellence across everything that you're involved in. So it's it's truly amazing to see you shine in both your grad program as well as everything else that you're involved with. And I'm so excited to hear about the progress that you make with this feature film because I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be an amazing endeavor for you. Thank you for saying that. And I'm excited to see the progress you make with your feature film that I would like to be reading as soon as it's written. Oh, yes. My goodness. Let us manifest some good things. My goodness. As we are manifesting with Bad Burro, who is also creating excellence with his work through Bad Burro by Wizar. Jose is an amazing designer that is just constantly sparkling, whether he's at film events 
or at fashion shows and to hear about his journey from you know starting the collection or the the label in during the pandemic to now seeing it shine across many different stages it's 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 truly magnificent so i'm super super pumped that he came on board today yes and how did you two meet we've crossed paths several times at uh filmmaking events or like um lalif i've seen him at um, outfest as well and he's friends with mutual friends so we've crossed paths several times and it was a few weeks ago where right, it, yeah a few weeks ago he happened to reach out in the dms and asked if i was interested in being a part of a fashion show that's called uh, garras which has been going on for several years now and that's through the trans latina coalition here in la and wow with that invitation i was like hell yeah i would love to model that let's let's do that thing so what he put me in was so much fun i had such a blast wearing it going down the runway in it and yeah i i'm just so so grateful because i mean he's such a a sparkling gem of creativity but also of community advocacy and that was very yeah. clear with how people responded to his work um and it was it's been very clear just seeing him shine at all of these events that i've seen him at so yeah, he's, he's as cool. I always say about Alejandro, if you asked him if he'd like to try out <laughs> chimpanzee love arrangements or uh, being a Michelin star chef, he'd be like, yeah, let's try it. Why not? Let's figure it out. Let's dive in, yeah. shall we? <laughs> <sighs> always, always. Oh, well, is. yes, it was a wonderful conversation and you did amazing in his show and it was so cool to see you shine in that way. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear this conversation. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Oh my goodness. Thank you so, so much for time out of your busy schedule to join us here on the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me with you guys. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I see you sparkling in that beautiful, beautiful blue. <laughs> <laughs> So just a little bit of background, um, Lauren recently, uh, um, Jose invited me to be a part of uh, his fashion show lineup at the Trans Latina Coalition, since he is the designer of Bad Burro by Wizar. And I mean, what, a, what an amazing experience it was. My God, that was so fantastic and so beautiful. But just to kind of take it back a little bit, Jose, can you share with us, you know, just a little bit about where you're from, what you do, and, you know, where you currently are? Absolutely. So, um, my name is Jose Huizar, CEO, creative director of Bad Burro, born here in Los Angeles, first-generation Chicano, raised in South Central, Watts to be exact. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been, uh, my brand launched about in 2020 in middle of pandemic. And are you wearing a bad burro design right now? Yes, this is uh, this is actually part of the collection uh, from Garras. Uh, that Love was, uh... it. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I was doing Thank some you. research. I saw you began designing at the age of six years old, right? Yeah, correct. Uh -huh. That's so cool. How? What was that like? And like, how did you get your hands on either a sewing machine or needle and thread? What was that process like? <laughs> it's a funny story. <laughs> um, so growing up, I I was 
as you say in español, traviesa, I was like the baddest kid in, you know, mm. the house. <laughs> so, you know, my mom, I would drive her crazy. Like I was always running around the house on top of trees. Like I was always never, I was very impractical. I was never still. So my mom saw me one day, you know, sewing my sister's Barbie's dresses. And she saw that that was something that kept me at peace. And, you know, she was like, Mijo, go and start sewing, do this. And, you know, because she saw that there was something there that just kept me out of trouble. And ever since I was just like sewing for hours and hours and I wouldn't bother her. So she was like, here, more Barbies. So, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so, you know, every, every holiday, you know, my sister had Barbies and I was like, oh, we have a new Barbie. So, you know, I was always excited to design something for my sister's Barbies and, you know, just, started doing that since a young age. How but, has your style and designs evolved since you were six? Uh, <laughs> you know, for me, I've always loved dresses. You know, I've always loved dresses. Like, I love the big, you know, red carpet moments, the avant-garde, the couture pieces. Um, but originally when I launched the brand, it was just swimwear. Mm. And it was swimwear and, you know, it was you know, dressing all the go-go dancers and, you know, selling the swimwear. And I was just like, okay, I love the swimwear, but I need to step up, step out of my comfort zone and start doing more. Like the one-of-a-kind pieces and, you know, a lot of these big dresses that I wear myself. And, you know, I just love that just kind of getting lost and telling stories through my designs. It was beautiful. I mean, yes, that was one of the things that I loved about the outfit that I that you put me in for Garras, uh, with the beautiful billowing bell, <laughs> yellow gold pant with this gold jersey. It was like a hoodie, but like with oh my god, it was so beautiful and a crop top too, similar to what you're wearing. That it was so much fun to wear. With the you look like little... the most beautiful genie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It was like, you know what? I was really feeling like a hybrid between Genie and Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, wow. Right. You love that. <laughs> but, and, you, um, and, you, and you walked in beautifully. Everybody was like, oh my God, is that for sale? I'm like, the collection doesn't go to sale. It doesn't open up till next month. <laughs> so I'm like, I got a lot of DMs when they saw the, the you know, when you were walking, I was posting it on Instagram. And people are like, are you selling it? I'm like, it's not going live because I already started having showrooms uh, uh -huh. after the collection. So people are interested in the collection and and like, it doesn't go live until December. <laughs> yeah, he looked like Kendall Jenner. It was ridiculous. He had like this like very intense walk and then he does the smile and laugh like, oh, ha ha, I'm so casual about it. Like, <laughs> you experienced I'll be keeping an eye out on that and then the too. With the... Mm, Boom. <laughs> I had to show that off. But what other victories can you share with us as far as where Bad Burro by Wizard has been able to be in front of audiences? It's important that I can design for everybody. You know, it's like I started with the swimwear. I design from extra small to 2X. I design for all sizes. Uh, as you could tell my last collection, it was just not a specific body type. I think for me, being able to uplift the community, man, woman, transgender, you know, everybody, just to be a part of it. It means a lot to me because seeing those pieces come to life on a runway, telling a story and just, you know, it's like those 30 seconds that we have on the floor, it's like, 
it just there's so much love there there's so much behind it and just seeing those pieces come to life it just like that for me is means a lot you know just to be able to dress everybody from all walks and all talks as you say beyond fashion shows i remember seeing you at other film events in the past too and like seeing you sparkle with these beautiful pieces what i love about your brand is that there's this gender fluidity that really anybody can fit mm -hmm. into it and or fit into your pieces and yeah i think that's just a really remarkable feature about what you create is like you can feel the love that you pour into each piece and I feel like because of that, people sparkle and shine uh, when, when they wear your work. How do you become successful as a designer? Like, what are the steps that you need to take when you're, you've decided that you want to be a designer and get your clothing out there? Knocking on doors, you know, and, you know, you're going to receive a couple of no's and that's okay. You know, it's a, it's, it's a part of the process in learning. And, you know, when one door closes, another one opens and also just being available and, you know, just like showing up right for the brand and showing up to all the events that you can, because, you know, it's important that you're part of trans community, LGBT community. I go to straight events and people are like, oh my God, he showed up in this crazy outfit in a straight event. And I'm like, you know what? I'm unapologetically because I'm here, I'm present. And if I don't show up, then who's going to show up? Right. And it's like, as the brand, I have to continue to push forward because if we don't, then who is, you know, we have to leave, we have to be the trendsetters that's going to set the floor for our next generation that's coming behind us. That's right. Mm -hmm. And nobody can do it like you do. So <laughs> you better keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> As you've developed your brand, what have been some challenges that you faced and how have you overcome those? Well, you know, as the brand evolves and it grows, um, the the hardest thing is, you know, letting go of friends, right? Because, you know, not everybody's part of the ride and not everybody's happy for you as you're growing. Some people yeah. look at you differently and I haven't changed. I'm still the same person that I am. I just, I'm evolving as a designer. I'm changing, you know, from underwear to streetwear to, you know, my styling and just comfortable in my own skin. and. You know, just it's hard when people that you thought were your friends start to look at you different because you're growing. Yeah. And that for me has been the biggest challenge, but I've learned to be uncomfortable. And, you know, the biggest blessing that I have is my mother, my mother, my sisters, they have been with me through the whole process. So I think that for me is the most important thing. Like keep those people who value you and respect you and hold on to them. You know, that's the important thing. Absolutely. What does the day-to-day -day look like as a designer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, for me, it's, uh, I always, I go, I'll go to garment district and touch fabrics. And I'm like, what is this telling me? What, what, how's it going to move? Like every fabric for me, it's like, everybody tells me you work with the most challenging fabrics. <laughs> And I do like I do the tassels and it's just a lot of hand stitching. So for me, a fabric has to talk to me and tell me something. And, you know, I don't sketch. So everything that I do, I'm pretty much doing it on a mannequin. And I'm like, I'm barely taking my first draping class. I take first draping class. And I'm like, it's just more, it's just 
learning and doing things as you go. So a lot of my pieces are one of a kind because I don't even know how I made them. <laughs> I love it. Were you take, you said you're taking a stripping class? Uh, a draping class. A draping Drape. class. I thought you said stripping mm -hmm. class. I was like, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough clothes on that. How is he going to wear all these four pieces? Right. Well, I mean, those underwear are applicable for that scenario, I guess. <laughs> I did wear the jock strap to one of the film festivals. The big dress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Oh my god. And how have you been able to find your voice as a designer? Yeah. How have I been able to find it? You know, it is. For me, it's just believing in myself more than anything. You know, growing up, you know, I was raised in Watts by a single parent. You know, there was there was no one that I could look up to that I could say, oh, my God, there's someone like me in South Central in Watts. I was there during the 80s, 90s, and the worst time times to be there. And I've, I've always, like, I want those kids that are behind to have that message that they can do it. Absolutely. I mean, that's what a remarkable way to transform really tumultuous experiences into something positive and bright. And yeah. I mean, what a magnificent leader you are. Have you been able to mentor either aspiring designers or young designers? Not yet, but I do. I have worked with some of the LGBT youth. Actually, we had some models in the show that are... Um, there in the shelter. So I had somebody there that was part one of the models. And I said, you know, I want you to have this experience because I, I want you to know that you are valuable and that we are the, you know, we're, we are empowered to change the direction. So one thing shouldn't tell us that we're supposed to be this way. So yeah. for me, that moment, when I got that model, I said, I want you to, you know, not be afraid. I said, you know, you came from the streets. And, you know, for you to be on the runway today, it's like, I want you to acknowledge and know that, you know, you've been through so much. And he was afraid to walk. <laughs> so I said, you've been through much worse. So I said, I want you to take this momentum and remember it forever. Because your designs are so innovative and what you're doing is so groundbreaking, have you received any backlash about any of your designs and how have you handled that? Uh, <laughs> let me drink water because I have to hold for that one. <laughs> so, you know, when I started the brand, you know, I was a leather title holder before I started the brand. So everybody saw me like a sex symbol and, you know, I would wear the sexy underwear and jock straps and harnesses. And, you know, I would get messages like, oh, can I buy your underwear and all this stuff. As I start trans, you know, changing the whole design of, you know, the genderless, the dresses, people start becoming uncomfortable around me. And I start getting people that are like, why are you wearing dresses? You're much better looking without, you know, wearing all those things. And I'm oh, wow. like, you know, yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, I love to wear, you know, I don't live in the, in my designs every, I wish I could, I cannot afford to do it every day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, I, I got people who were like, oh my God, we like you when you're more masculine, you know, oh. and I wear, I wear big heels and I'm like, you know what, I'm comfortable in my skin, you know, I don't care anymore. I'm like, you know what, I'm here to 
set a trend and leave something for the, as I mentioned, for the next generation, because if we're afraid and we, we're thinking what people are telling us and it's in your head, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's not in my head. I know what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing and I'm going to continue in doing bigger pieces and bigger hills and maybe wigs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just say, I just think it's just important that we live our truth, you know, live your truth self and move forward. You know, don't listen to the noise that's coming along. It's your vision. It's not their vision. It's your dream. So you have to continue the dream in the path. Absolutely. And it reminds me too, like, you were, you were mentioning earlier about, you know, having to release certain voices or certain energies or certain people that might look at you differently based on the trajectory that you're on. But, you know, since we just came out of a full moon uh, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, I think one of the things that I've been seeing a lot of uh, commentary on is like, you know, having that empowered feeling to be comfortable with releasing and just like just not discarding but at least just like letting go of that which doesn't align anymore and i mean you being such a testament of that glowing energy to be able to continue forward relentlessly is is so beautiful uh, but i'm curious though for aspiring designers or creatives what sort of resources would you recommend in terms of either finding your voice or developing one's skill set as a designer? Well, yeah, first, get your little sewing machine. You know, you don't have to go crazy expensive. It's just a nice little sewing machine. Do you, if, watch a lot of YouTubes. You know, I only took one semester in school. I went to LA Trade Tech. I'm like, I want to go back, but it's hard because of my scheduling and everything that I have going on right now. Right. I take a lot of, a lot of little workshops here and there. Um, but definitely, you know, rip, learn, unsew, and, you know, things are not going to be perfect the first time. They're not going to be perfect the second time. But once you start playing with things, things start to piece together and come together. And, you know, at the beginning, it's very frustrating because you're like, what am I doing? What am I making? You know, right. and as you start evolving, you're like, oh, this works like this. This shape works this way. And just, you know. Sending a message. I'm like, I like to take people on tour. I've taken people on tours to go buy fabrics to downtown. Like people who have moved to LA. I'm like, this is where you buy your fabrics. This is where you don't want to buy them. You know, you want to go teach people where to buy their stuff. You know I mean? For me, it's always, it feels good to help others because when I got to Garment District, I already knew it, but I didn't know everything. And so I started getting more into the design aspect. Yeah. You, have you been influenced at all by any particular designers? Um, my favorite designer from, and I say this, but are you know, it's Alexander McQueen. I'm always mm -hmm. Alexander McQueen is somebody that I look up to. You know, what you know, he's no longer with us, but that's someone who I've always admired, and because he broke all the rules and did all the designs that you know not everybody was daring to do. How do you? What sort of tips would you give to? remain active within the community in terms of not just designing for the community, but, you know, being an advocate and supporting those individuals. You know, I, I think for me, you know, it's being like getting involved, getting involved in our community, right? You know, like this is my second year getting to work with uh, the trans community. And let me tell you, my experience with the trans community, you were there with this fashion yeah. show. 
I've done other fashion shows. I walked in fashion shows, but the love and the respect that they give you, like, I have not experienced that. I'm not gonna say with other communities, but I think we don't allow ourselves because we're like, oh my God, we're like, even amongst the LGBT community, we are like, oh my God, the West Hollywood Queens, the Silver Lake Queens, you know, we're always so broken, you know, and divided. So for me, it's like, I'm everywhere. You'll find me at a hot dog Sunday. You'll find me in West Hollywood. You'll find me in downtown. You'll find me in the trans, you know, celebrations, because I think you have to be involved in a part of different communities, even though we're part of the same, same umbrella. Yeah. We don't, we don't really go around them. So I'm like, why are we not, why are we just like putting ourselves in boxes? Like break out of the, your comfort zone and get involved, you know, like go to a trans meeting or go to, you know, go to different things, just show support because we educate ourselves. And if we're not involved, we become very like on our little box and in our own circle. Yeah, I agree with you. That is really important. I feel like I've been doing a lot more of that over the past year or two, yeah, within the past two years of just like, even if I don't have a role in something, it's just, just showing up and being mm -hmm. present matters. I mean, it's, it's, it's not really about exposure. It's just really supporting what's going on and supporting everyone in whatever's happening. But since you are so busy and since you have so many things going on and I do see you out and about everywhere, what are some, <laughs> what are some things that you utilize in your morning routine or healthy habits that help you kind of keep a center and stay grounded? Uh, well, you know, for me, my morning, I wake up very early. <laughs> so. I wake up at 4.40 in the morning. Oh. I'm at the gym. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. So, okay. Yes. I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> um, I wake up at 4.40 in the morning. I'm at the gym at 5 in the morning. Start my morning. You know, and then I come home, shower, meditate. And then just kind of like, I'll have my breakfast. And I'm watching fashion shows. So I'm always educating myself on what's trending, what's new, what's next. Um, to stay, you know with the current, what's happening, you know, because if we're not staying current with, with the fashion, then, you know, I, I need to know what's happening, you know, how yeah. can I elevate where Bedburo's going next year, you know, so I'm, I'm always trying to elevate my, my fashion and bring something new to the community. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And when you're beginning your morning routine and you're thinking about designs, like, are there any particular fashion shows that you like to watch? I watch everything, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, but but I prefer, you know, I I love couture. Couture mm -hmm. is, you know, one of a kind piece. You know that you know they're not repeated. So I love watching the couture pieces. Um, this last collection was streetwear with Ch a little bit of Chicano. So I'm like now getting into a little bit of the street work because I want to play with streetwear more, more than uh, you know I have before. And are you the type of person who's wearing like a, a cute outfit to the gym and like cute pajamas? Like, are you fashionable like morning to night? Or do you just no. wear the jockstrap to the gym? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. It's funny because and I, you know, some other guys that they see me on you know at the gym would be like oh my god this guy you know they see me on events wearing heels and then they see you know me in my little cap and my shorts and my tennis shoes 
but a lot of people have this whole projection of like oh he's like feminine or you know and i'm just like i'm just myself i'm just you know scruffy <laughs> and then like, <laughs> like you're not wearing heels today i had a, someone tell me oh i didn't recognize you he was like you're not in drag and i said what do you mean in drag he goes well your heels and you know and I'm like, that's just part of the show, and you know, part Heels of you know. Like, oh my god! Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You don't know how perfect then. That's why. You know, it's just. Yeah, but I'm just like you know, I'm always very chill. You just, it, people see me downtown when I'm shopping for fabrics. Same thing in a hat. I'm like, I'm very comfortable on a day to day. You know. Alejandro's like heels are just for the coffee run. <laughs> I appreciate that, right? I'm. Hello. No. <laughs> no, but I um, I was having I forgot who I was talking to. I think it was my mom actually, and I think she had heard questions or comments, and then she had to explain like, no, it's not like him dressing feminine or masculine or whatever. It's just like I like being able to blend both and just do me how I want, and like. Mm -hmm. It's not really like leaning toward any like toward either side of the gender spectrum. It's just I don't know feeling what's comfortable and celebrating that. I think there's beauty in being able to select what we want and being able to like do what we want. Because shit, if I want to throw on a pair of heels and yeah. wear something sporty spice, like why not? You know. But I am so curious. What do you have in store for your next collection? Uh, you mentioned streetwear. You mentioned this for, for couture. So what are some yeah. things you'd like to share with us as far as what we can see in your next collection? <laughs> next year's collection is... Um, be it. Okay. All right. Well, are there any... We'll leave it for the next episode. It's something that... It's a it's a big celebration, a big celebration. So we love a celebration. We love, we love a celebration. <laughs> I was also going to say to you, Alejandro, what you were just talking about. It's so interesting because, you know, in Leslie Kahn's acting class, they do like a branding exercise. Right. Yeah. And they'll have like everybody sit around you in a circle and everybody will say based on just looking at your headshot who they think you could play, right? I remember that exercise. I took it. Yeah. Yes. And if you come in like wearing a blazer that day, they'll be like, oh, you could be a lawyer or you could be a professor or you could be like a legal assistant, whatever. But when you think about it, like that's just what you presented that day, right? But if you came back the next day and you're wearing a hat and, you know, like sporty type things, then they're going to be like, oh, an athlete, a yoga instructor. They completely change it, right? So it's so crazy that people would make a gender assumption based on just what you're wearing that day because that changes all the freaking time, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like I dress high feel, right? Like for me, you know, it's like, there's days that I'm feeling very leather and I wear my boots and, you know, and then there's days that I'm like, oh my God, I want some cowboy boots. You know, I'm going to fashion them up, you know, or I'm going to a premiere or something. I'm like, I want to feel fabulous. I want to wear something that's going to drag through the red carpet. That's going to, you know, tell a story as I'm going. Right. And I'm like, it doesn't, when people are like, oh, what's your, what, how do you identify? And I say, you know what? My pronouns is theirs. I said, I'm for the world, I'm for everybody. I said, I'm not just one thing. Cause I'm like, one day I feel masculine, one day I feel feminine, one day I feel in between. And I'm just comfortable in my own skin. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna die doing what I love doing. So that's, for me, that's 
you know, I don't want to be in my deathbed, my deathbed and be like, I wish I could have known. I did what I wanted to do and I'm proud to walk and parade in whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Okay. Well, you did mention that you already have your DMs piling up with requests for items that were on the yeah. fashion show for Garras, but we are curious, what has been the funniest, wildest, most intriguing or inspiring DM that you've received? Um, the most, I think the, when I started the underwear, it was people were like, want to buy my underwear. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And they were like, oh, they were like, did, did you go to the gym? Did you keep wearing it? And I'm just like, uh, okay. And now I'm like, you guys want to buy my dresses? I wore them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think it's it, the underwear was a big like for a while. It was like, oh my god, underwear! Like I would get all these random messages, and I was just like, okay, okay, okay. So I was like, but now it's been like since I started the dresses, like it completely stopped. That's interesting. Wait, so were they asking you to wear them and then sell them, or <gasps> oh my god, Wait, did you oh my ever god. did you ever sell them yeah. that way or no? No, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, that was that was big on during pandemic. Twenty twenty was very big. A lot of those messages were coming across. Wow, uh, a lot. I was like, okay, so much time on their hands. I guess that is wild. I mean, that's that's a very unique business endeavor, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm like OnlyFans in my family. Damn! Oh my, wait, wait, you have an OnlyFans too? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Oh well, Jose, the DM of the week would like to know, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Um, you know, I want to have my couture house. Yes. Yes, yes, My yes. couture house, you know, like, that's the dream. That's, that's the big dream, you know, to have a couture house where I can dress and style just individually and hand make things that are just one of a kind pieces. I love that. Well, please send us any red carpet looks that we could possibly wear because your styles are amazing and I would Thank love you. to rock them. And I'm Absolutely. definitely going to be on that waiting list for that gold uh, <laughs> hoodie for sure. <laughs> but please let our listeners know where we can stay updated on all things Bad Burro and, and how they can how we can reach out to you if to stay updated on the waitlist for upcoming collections. Absolutely. So you can find me on Bad Burro by Weezer, my Instagram. And uh, my website is labadburro.com. And my TikTok, um, labadburro as well. But I'm more active on my Instagram. So you guys see me more on Instagram. That's where I'm. Yeah, mostly on Bad Burrow by Wizard. Bad Burrow by Wizard. This was such a treat. Thank you so, yes. so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you both. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Please, we are waiting for your DMs, your voicemails, your letters of feedback. We also are super excited to see you rate and review the podcast anywhere you access pods. Yes, please do that as it allows us to continue bringing you content from these amazing individuals. So 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. 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 DMs, yeah we see them, yeah we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.